Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. I made the mistake of going back to yesterday's social studies question that we never got to tackle about the guilty pleasure indulgent meal, Ooh. and I'm officially very hungry. Ooh, right what, were, what were some of the... The all, best ones that stood out to you. All of them, except I have to call out our coworker Kevin Zimmerman, uh-huh. who said, uh, I'm ordering like five lengua tacos. I'm okay. going to make them refill the chip salsa situation, man. Lengua's tongue, man. Don't be eating tongue. I know it's hypocritical for me to say, eat this eat this animal organ and not that yes. animal organ, but tongue. Just this meat part. I don't want to taste anything that can taste me back. Yeah, any, <laughs> listen, any any body part that begins with a T, no thank you. Tongue, toes. I mean, pork butt technically is tukus, is it not? And I'm trying to get into some pork butt. Well done, dropping the Yiddish. Yes, that's a good point. All right, Sarah. All right. Now let's, that we've established that. Let's t- now that yes. we've got the tukus out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk tukus here on Social Studies. Then he was just complaining he doesn't have one. No tukus? I, I don't. <laughs> oh, no. My pants are constantly falling down. Oh, the old pancake tushy. I, yeah, and I blame my mother. God rest her soul. Do you, need a, do you need a belt? Flat as a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I do need a belt. We can, we can get you implants, man. We can do a fundraising. What's the opposite? Instead of being all cheeked up. I am the opposite no of Jordan Ham. <laughs> Vinny Joe, no it. cake. All, all pie and no cake. I'm all frosting and no cake. <laughs> anyway. No, not anyway. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> Jared pulling the emergency brake on good impromptu yeah. radio. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. And for once, I wasn't the one commenting yeah. on Jordan's butt. Let's be clear about that. Okay. I just beat you to it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. Get your head back in the game, Kazelle. Well, let's go. Get your okay. tuchus back in the game. <laughs> Get your cake back in the game. Okay, Cam Johnson's back tonight. He's getting his cake back in the game. James Jones said on Burns and Gambo yesterday that he is going to play limited minutes tonight for the first time since early November, November 4th. So this is kind of a depressing question to ask uh, with so many Suns players injured right now. Of these four guys... Who do you, Dan and Vince, have the most faith in to play like a star for the Suns consistently the rest of the season? Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, or the returning Cam Johnson? The way this is phrased and the choices given, Jarrett, brilliant question. Well done. This was a Jarrett question, right? Yes, they're all Jarrett questions. Well done, Jarrett. Sometimes I, I give credit and you're like, oh, that wasn't me. Um... It's a tough it's a tough question to answer. We just went over Mikel Bridges, all right, there was more responsibility put on him and he's played okay. I don't know if Mikel Bridges is cut out to play like a star every night, especially on the offensive end. DeAndre Ayton, we've seen glimpses. Chris Paul's done it more recently and more mm-hmm. consistently than anybody else over Cam Johnson. I guess by by default it's Chris Paul, but he hasn't looked like the same player since since May. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. That's a, that's a tough question to get to the bottom of because Mikhail Bridges tries but can't. DA won't try hard enough. Cam Johnson is not consistent enough yet. And Chris Paul has been all over the map. But I'm going to vote for Chris Paul because he's the most um, dependable choice. Yes. 
Our listeners do not feel that way. Okay. 58% said Mikkel Bridges will play consistently like a star the rest of the way. 23% said Cam Johnson. 9.5% said DA. 9.5% said Chris. Wow. Can I, can I add this on the DA sure. thing? I, I think... I. I if you're a center in the NBA, you can't be counted on to be an offensive, consistent star night in, night out when you don't create for yourself or others. Mm. And DeAndre Ayton is very is very much an old school center in that you know he's got to get an entry pass or he's you know he's got to have others feed him. Mm-hmm. You look at the centers that are doing it in a big way: Embiid, Jokic, Bam Adebayo is having a great year. They can all create for themselves. But uh, you know, it's bugging me is that now he's reverting to when he gets the yeah. ball on those entry passes, he looks like he doesn't know what to do with yeah. it. Right. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. All right, again, Mikkel Bridges, 58% of the vote on that first question. Brian Barger says, with all due respect, the other three have not proven that they can play consistently like stars during this stretch, so it's got to be Cam Johnson? Johnson? Yes. <laughs> and he added the, the dots. I like Yes, that. yes, yes, of course. Uh, J-Rod Cards says, Chris Paul already plays like a star. A fading star flickering out. Ooh. DA plays like a star. A one-star prospect. <laughs> oh, man. I, wow. I know. Bridges has the most potential to step up. I also have faith in Cam. Johnson? Johnson. He also put the ellipses in there. Is it fair to say the Suns fan base got really spoiled over the last two seasons? (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, but then again, if if you would call having a team that competes for a championship being spoiled and not what the norm should be. And it was only two years. If you you want to look at it like, wow, we were so lucky to have a team that was actually good. It's not like Patriots fans complaining now. Spoiled on the heels of a 10-year playoff drought. Okay. Because it was such an extreme right. turnaround. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's squeeze one more question in. Which franchise's future success do you feel most confident in right now? The four main men's pro teams here in the Valley. <laughs> Suns, Cardinals, D-backs, Coyotes. Which franchise's future success do you feel most confident in? What are we calling future? F- two to five beyond, years? Yeah. Beyond this year. Beyond this year. Wow. If it's beyond this year, my answer is the Diamondbacks. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah, wow. Oh. Evan Longoria, right? Their core of young stars, both uh, position players and pitchers, are all coming together at the same time. We saw glimpses of it last year. You wouldn't wouldn't bet on the Cardinals after this year of dysfunction. Although they do have... They're going to have a whole, you know a whole new leadership. So sure, yeah, but you can't bet on that. Right. We don't know what the we don't know what the roster looks like. The yeah. Suns all of a sudden are very yes nebulous. Yeah. Okay. So that's a vote for D backs. Yeah. Wow. Bick, did you? Yeah. Did I, you make I, a pick? I think I yeah I I don't really feel good about any of them, but I, I do think Diamondbacks probably. Have, I wouldn't vote for the Cardinals. Not after what we just saw. Um, the Suns, yeah, not 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 immediately. No, not until they do something. Suns or Diamondbacks is where I'd go. Mm. Okay, Diamondbacks, we're all depending on you. Suns, though, 
get 52% of the vote. Okay. People still feel most confident in their future success. 29% did vote for the D-backs. 11% for the Yotes. 8% for the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Eight. That's, that's Eight. what the, the max gigantic franchise quarterback deal they just gave. That's Ooh, usually that is the most optimism you would have. That's yes. pretty telling. The Coyotes have more confidence than the Cardinals wow. do right now. And like Vince said, if anybody's hungry or wants to get hungry, read our thread on guilty pleasure foods. For the second straight day. We didn't get to I know we didn't. Right. That's all right. That question is quickly becoming like Matt Damon on, uh, Jimmy, on Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel yeah. <laughs> we ran out of time. We had to bump Matt Damon. Or Lindsey Buckingham <laughs> on uh, What's Up With That. That's funny. <laughs> you text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social studies. Coming up next, we all know it. The Arizona Cardinals have their new general manager. But did they get their first choice of candidates? Ooh, report out there today question. indicates maybe not. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Air. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Marotta Mornings. Uh, because I believe it represents a lot of opportunity. And I think there are pieces in place here that we can work with, that we can improve, that we continue moving in the right direction. Michael was a huge part of why the Cardinals... My discussions with him and the rest of his team, uh, meeting with the, the other people that I met with in the organization, and um, I think there's a ton of opportunity here, and I think with the when we get the right head coach in place and we get our vision aligned, I think there's an opportunity for us to grow here. It's Monty Austin-Fort. The new general manager of the Arizona Cardinals talking about why uh, you know, he was attracted to the Cardinals, why he chose the Cardinals, and he is in place as the new general manager. Mm. There were only two GM openings in this offseason cycle. Both jobs were filled on the same day. The Tennessee Titans, the organization from which Monty Austin Ford came to the Cardinals, they also filled their spot. They hired Rand Carthon from the San Francisco 49ers organization. Albert Breer put this out today. Uh, the Titans GM interview process moved fast. San Francisco's Rand Carthon had first and second interviews on Friday and Tuesday. Chicago's Ian Cunningham had first and second interviews on Saturday and Monday. Tennessee offered Carthon the job, and Carthon accepted on Tuesday afternoon. That was quote tweeted by Jay Glazer uh, of Fox Sports, who said, Heard Cunningham was offered by Arizona too, but turned it down. Carthon came in strong with how the Niners have built their roster and culture. And some Cardinal fans might see that and go, Oh man, Cardinals didn't even get their first choice. Ian Cunningham uh, of the Chicago Bears. To that I say, big deal. Okay. How much of a difference is there in obviously there's no difference in terms of general manager experience between Ian Cunningham and Monty Austin Ford. No. Um you know, the Cardinals obviously identified them both as attractive candidates for this job. Um I just get the feeling some Cardinal some people might look at that and say, Oh, the Cardinals settled for, for you know their their second choice. Which well I don't know if that's necessarily it's, no, accurate. Well, it's not necessarily problematic. Shut up, Jared. It's not necessarily problematic, and it's also very, very common. There's a lot of many, many stories of hugely successful coaches and players who are not the organization's first choice mm-hmm. and vice versa. Sometimes it works out that way. Now Sean Miller was like the thirty eighth choice for Arizona basketball. Is that right? Right. Tim Floyd was supposed to be hired. Do you remember how long it took them to find a coach? Yes. Yeah. Man, oh look how gosh, well that turned right. out. 
by the way, Sean Miller's uh, Xavier Musketeers upset by DePaul. Oh, shout, out to, shout out to Tim Ring last <laughs> yeah, DePaul, I guess they've beaten two top ten teams this yeah. year. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Ben. Yeah, okay, let's uh, let's get back on track here. Um, so, yeah. I wasn't the first choice to do this radio show with you. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't your first choice as partner. So there That's, you go. Touche. Like, like I had a choice. So touche. I'm, I'm not your current choice to be a producer. Yeah, okay. And I wasn't pitting that on you. So so I th- yeah so I so I think that I, I think that really it isn't a big deal unless unless Ian Cunningham said ew no I don't want to go there because fill in the blank but then why interview well right yeah, yeah. so I, I wonder what Ian Cunningham so I wonder if Ian Cunningham was actually offered the job and said no I'm good right. Okay. Or maybe, hey, the timing's just not right right yeah, now. Listen. Ian Cunningham's still very young in the in this business. Maybe it was uh just an experience ga- gaining mission for him. Uh, there's a lot of different agendas that are out there for guys yeah. that interview for jobs. Well, and it's it's possible that maybe Ian Cunningham's got his eye on another job and maybe that yeah. other job is wants him. Who knows? Who knows what it is? I'm with you. I'm not a I'm not I don't get hung up on that because when we talk about uh, if we'd have had this conversation 2 weeks ago and we would have asked Cardinal fans, who would you rather have as GM? Monty Austin Fort or Ian Cunningham? You know what the response would have been? Who? <laughs> who? Who now? Who now? Yeah. What are my choices? So we're talking about people that have no, there's no name recognition whatsoever. Whatsoever. So the idea that, that we were stiffed by Ian Cunningham isn't going to, it may not be true and it doesn't resonate anyways. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I'm still, as, as, Optimistic about Monty Austin Ford and new a new direction and new leadership for the Cardinals front office as I was the day that he got the job. Um, now there's a lot that needs to change, um, and uh, obviously there's a, a ton of work to be done. Jared, I'm not sure I saw the tweet you're talking about. Wait, here it is. Um, this tweet uh, from earlier this morning, uh, Josina Anderson tweeted. Cardinals associate head coach and wide receivers coach, Sean Jefferson, interviewing for the Patriots offensive coordinator job, per a league source. Sean Jefferson was uh, one of the featured coaches in Hard Knocks. One of the stars, the stand-up One of the stars, and uh, we talked to Mike Reese earlier this week, Mm -hmm. and I asked him the question, hey, was Cliff Kingsbury actually really on the candidate list for for the OC in New England? And he kind of shot that down outside of the relationship with Bill Belichick because of style of offense. Well, not only that, he he in the the classic nice, because Mike Reese is the nicest guy this side of David Johnson. And Mike (laughs) Reese in the nicest way possible, based Basically said, why would they consider him? Yeah. Although he based was, on what we've seen, and it was very early preliminary reporting, yeah. but apparently the Jets had interest in talking to Cliff Kingsbury about okay. an offensive coordinator position. Right. Um, he's not interested. The one-way ticket to Thailand is still out there. Um, here's another interesting front on on the coordinator positions that are open. Brian Flores is a head coaching candidate in Arizona. We talked to O.J. McDuffie about his fit, and he seemed to be pretty convinced it would be a good fit um, if certain conditions were met, and that is buy-in from players. Mm. But Brian Flores is also very prominently mentioned in a couple of GMs, or, or excuse me, offensive co- or defensive coordinator searches. Atlanta, he's interested in that job. Uh, Cleveland, mm. he may be a favorite for the defensive coordinator job in Cleveland if things don't shake out. So that that's kind of weird that he's the quote-unquote favorite for a couple of jobs at different levels right now. That is kind more, of More than a week into this that process. That is kind of different. Yeah. 
Well, and, even O.J. McDuffie even said, though, if he is the head coach, they have to nail the offensive coordinator. Yes. But Bick said something earlier in the show, too. These candidates that are popping up now, Ejero Ivero, Aaron Glenn, Brian Flores was late to the to, to the list, too. Mm-hmm. You said maybe these are Monty Austin Fort names. Yeah. And Brian Flores might just be a name. Hey, let's let's pick the brain of Brian Flores in this process. Except, except there's a, there there are so many things on the good side of Brian Flores's ledger that seem not only to be very applicable to Arizona, but but exactly what Michael Bidwell would be looking for. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you get that feeling. The hard ass, the holding players accountable, yeah, yeah. disciplinarian. Certainly yeah. the overcorrection from yeah. what was in oh, place. without a doubt. Uh, countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun. Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text SUPER to 620-620 to register and then listen for your name starting February 6th. And you get a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl plus tickets to the FanDuel party, the Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl experience. So text SUPER to 620-620. Start listening February 6th for your name. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Coming up next, Thursday round of Mock My World. Straight ahead, Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bigley and Murata Mornings, everyone. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website, arizonasports.com, for today's daily poll question, guys. What do you think is more likely for the Suns? Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. They finish in a top six spot in the West? Or they finish outside the top ten? I feel like I'm having deja vu right now. Yeah, I, I think we just answered this. Dion Warwick song. Deja vu. Ba, ba, da, so do what do you, you think? know the way to San Jose? La, 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 la. Um, six to ten. Yeah. Is that, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Which is also the time slot of this very show. Yo! Oh, Symmetry, baby! All right. Was that, was that one of the choices? No, it no, wasn't. It, wasn't. I, it was, was Tyler Six. I mean, you paying it, attention, Ron? No, it was, six no, or it was essentially will, the will they be in the top six or will they miss the playoffs? Yeah. I'll say top six. Okay. Do you agree with that, Vic? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't care. 52% of our voters say they will finish in the top six. 48% say outside of the top 10 and therefore outside of the plan. All right. That's uh, today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You could vote on it right now. It's on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Bickley and Murata. Mock my world. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it. You just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? Mock my world back for a, uh, another week. And last week, uh, we had another really close race. Uh, we, we went the Sean Payton route. All things Saints. And uh, over 730 votes cast. I eked out a win with 29.5% of the vote. Yeah, with St. Nick, St. Elsewhere, Mother Teresa, and St. Paul. Bick, you finished second at 24.5%. And Sarah and Jarrett tied at 23%. Oh, that's close. They're all above 23% again. Dan wanted to change two of his picks, and he still almost won. Yeah, I, I messed that team up terribly. And he still did well. St. Andrews. St. Pauli girl. That's the one that's sticking with it. Oh, the St. Andrews one. That left a mark. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, tough. So this week, 
do we say why we're doing this particular you topic? Can, yeah. And is the is the the reason She's, for the subject yes. of el- eligible? Okay, sure. Today is Dolly Parton's birthday. Woo! American icon Dolly Parton. How old is she, mm. by the way? Ninety-two. No. <laughs> that was James. James. Earl I think Trump. she's seventy-seven. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. She's, I would have guessed older parts than seventy-seven. Well, parts of her. Oh, <laughs> yes, she is. So, what's her topic? Parts Famous mountain ranges, Jared. Oh, oh my wow. go- for goodness <laughs> sakes! <laughs> what's the topic, Jared? Clue well, people. In. Everybody, see, she's she's a beloved singer, <laughs> actress, per, uh, philanthropist. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What what has this show devolved into that we were talking about Tukas's and Mountain Ranges for the last hour? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the most beloved people in sports and pop culture. People that that every universally love. People that everybody loves. Absolutely. All right. In reverse order of last week's uh, picks, and Jarrett and Sarah had a a tiebreaker. And we'll tell you the results of that tiebreaker right after this. Sarah won a coin flip, so she gets the first pick. Jarrett uh, will go second, Bick third. I got the fourth pick. Uh, Four-round snake-style draft. Sarah, you have the first selection. Yes. Okay. With the number one overall pick, I am taking Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Oh, good pick. Okay. What? No, I thought only living people, but I... No. I, no, yeah, I wanted to clarify that too. That's uh, fine. Living, living or dead of, yeah. all, of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I can't believe I thought this was universally pops into people's mind when you say this topic. I'm going with Tom Hanks. Mm. Tom Hanks is universal. A great, great pick. I thought oh, so. Yeah. I thought. Have you ever met anybody that doesn't like Tom Hanks? His first well, ex-wife. I guess. His ex-wife. I guess. Oh, yeah. I think oh, his. I guess. I think his younger son is not a big fan. Chet. Chet. You know what? Chet can deal with Come it. Come on, Chet. No one likes Chet. Come on, Chet. All right, my first pick. I'm taking Snoop Dogg. Yeah, it's a good pick. Excellent. He was definitely on my list. I can't believe I get this selection with the fourth slot. Recently left us. Almost hit the century mark. He looks like a young Snoop Dogg. Betty White yes. is my first pick. Uh, I can't believe Jared didn't pick Betty White. I know, right? And um, you know what? I'll double up. I'll take the subject of this week's Mock My World, Dolly Parton. All right. Dolly Parton is an amazing, amazing person. She is. Yeah. Very great right. philanthropist. Uh, I will take. Yes. Uh, I will take the guest, uh, our weekly guest, Al McCoy from oh. Oswald. Shazam. Oh, brother! It's internal. <laughs> that was great. Right. It's internal. <laughs> that one almost caught on like Shazam. Yeah, it was close. All right, Jarrett, who's joining Tom Hanks on your team? I'm going with a guy who is, in my opinion, universally loved. I think so. The Rock. Oh yeah. Actor, performer. Yeah, I smell what you're Mr. cooking. A charismatic. Also seems like a nice guy. He does. I mean, he's just a terrible overactor. <laughs> in the right role, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Two well, picks we'll, for we'll you, know Sarah. it when we see it. Uh, oh. oh, come oh. on. Look at, watch the rundown. Okay. I am taking with, with Luke my- Lipinski? No, don't watch it. <laughs> he said, watch it. Don't listen to oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going I'm to take one of the best voices. Physical voices out there. Morgan Freeman. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love Morgan Freeman? Truly. And I'm also going to take Meryl Streep. Oh, that's a good one. Does anyone dislike Meryl? 
She yeah, seems like I a don't. I, cool lady. Yeah, she really does. Yeah. Great actress. Big fan, big fan. She's on the new season of Only Murders in the Building. That's if anybody right. That was a fun little reveal on social. All right. Uh, back to you, Jared. I'm going to go with Charles Barkley. All right. Hilarious, great opinions. Mm-hmm. Can pretty he, here's the sign. He could pretty much say anything and not get in trouble, which makes you realize how beloved he is. Although he works with somebody, I think that doesn't like him very much. <laughs> good point. Shaq, Shaq, and he. I good point. I think there's real friction there. Uh, Bick? Uh, from the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Oh, that's oh, a great one. Oh man, how that's, did I not have him on my list? That's another one that like. He's a great musician, but he's also seems like a really cool person. Just what a guy, yeah. All right, I'm going with. Uh, I think he's universally loved, Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. Also on the new season of Only Murders. Right. You could pick that whole cast, probably. I know that's Honestly, true. Yeah. And I'm going with an athlete, um, Roger Federer. Oh, that's mm. a good one. Especially with how divisive Novak Djokovic it was, yeah. is. Back to you, Bick. Uh, you got quite the team. I do. Snoop Dogg, Al McCoy, and Dave Grohl. That's, I like no, it. That's, a, that's three people that's I would a, want to sit at a table that's with. That's a luncheon yeah. right and there. And with my last pick, I'm going to take Keanu Reeves. That's a great pick. That's a guy, much like Snoop Dogg, is the longer his career went, the more universally well, loved he's, he's become. Apparently, he's just the greatest dude ever. Oh, my goodness. Everybody has such great stories about yep. him. Jared? All right, with my final pick, I am going to go... You can't draft yourself. J.J. <laughs> <Yeah>. Watt. <laughs> That's a good pick. J.J. Watt. Pick. Yeah. I think he was the, the standout star of Hard Knocks. It's a low bar. What? <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, you have the final say. Okay. Oh, there's so many good names left on my list. But Sarah I, could cast a tremendous movie with her team so far. Robin Williams, Morgan Freeman, and Meryl Streep. That's true. That's award-winning. This person is not an actor, but had a television career. I'm going to go with the late Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Only Sean Connery and Norm MacDonald didn't like <laughs> And Burt Reynolds. Turd Ferguson. Like everybody. All right. The most universally loved celebrities and athletes, public figures, uh, Sarah's team. Robin Williams, Morgan Freeman, Meryl Streep, Alex Trebek. Jarrett went with Tom Hanks, The Rock, Charles Barkley, and J.J. Watt. Vic's got Snoop Dogg, Al McCoy, Dave Grohl, and Keanu Reeves. And I went with Betty White, Dolly Parton, Paul Rudd, and Roger Federer. We forgot Henry Winkler. Oh, another blow. That stinks. I can't wait to find out who hates all of these people as soon as this goes online. Everyone's going to find an issue with somebody. Somebody's asking, do you hate Gene Siskel? What? Asking who? Asking Vince. I don't know. Never mind. Do I hate Gene From Siskel and Ebert. Okay, I don't know. Never mind. No, I've never said a bad word about them. <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, we'll get this They're up on Twitter. You, deter- <laughs> you determine the winner. It's uh, Mock My World on Bigley and Murata Morning. Some final thoughts on this Thursday straight ahead. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Uh, we went with a, a recent draftee on Mock My World. Yeah. From Team Bickley, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, Monkey Wrench. For my money. Yeah. One of their top songs. This song is a bop. It's a bop. Yeah. I like uh, Pretender, Best of You, and Everlong. 
more than this, but this is good. Yeah, it's got a good energy to it. They all have good energy. It's got a good. Yeah. Uh, it's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey wrench, your song of the day. Yeah, Foo Fighters. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. I found this next story entertaining as we start off the grid. This year, I don't have the data in front of me. I'm a big fan of the NBA. I follow the, the league very closely. It seems like this year there's more injuries than we've ever dealt with, and it's been a recent trend. I've said in the, in years past, it's rare that you look at any individual box score between two teams and see two teams at full strength. It just seems extreme this year, doesn't it, Bick? Without a doubt. Yeah, no, listen, and I don't know what the, what the injuries look like, but they, yeah, it looks like pretty heavy. Yeah. It looks like, and again, it's it's just as the Pelicans were starting to soar Zion down for weeks, and yeah. then Book and the Suns, the guys recurring, going back and forth. The and Nets were going going crazy, and Kevin Durant gets yeah. hurt. He's not playing tonight. Man, I, I tell you, I saw a stat when you talk about the Clippers that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have played 91 games together in four years. They both sat out again last night. And you can tell, I was watching uh, ESPN this morning. They had Tim Legler on with Scott Van Pelt on, on last night's um, episode. Yeah. And the disdain for that organization with the way they're handling those two players and the way those two players individually are handling their situations. Yeah. Because it's all re- they're missing games for rest, basically. Um, Stan Van Gundy, former NBA coach, now a TNT broadcaster, tweeted out earlier this week, 90s NBA teams had just a trainer and a strength coach. They practiced more often and harder and played more back-to-backs. Teams now have huge medical and performance staffs and value rest over practice, yet injuries and games missed are way up. Something's not working. Of all people who responded to that, yeah, Kevin Durant of wow. the Brooklyn Nets with two words, Stan Spittin'. Stan Spittin'? Stan Spittin'. What's he saying, Stan Spittin'. Stan Spittin'. Stan Van Gundy responded to that. No, I'm not criticizing players. I'm saying that we're getting something wrong in how we prepare and train players. We can't do anything about injuries like yours. He fell on your leg. But all of these groin, hamstring injuries, etc. shouldn't be happening as much as they are. Kevin Durant responded to that. Stan I agree with you, LOL. <laughs> so he thought he thought that it, that's funny. So he thought in the moment that Stan was giving him smoke. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I happen to agree with you. <laughs> thought he was being sus. Right. Like, it, it's frustrating. Um, and it seems like when this trend started, if you brought up the fact, hey, I paid a lot of money for these tickets... And you're not guaranteed anything as a consumer. We get that. But people used to scoff at that. I think that particular argument now, five, six, seven years into this this rest over practice and uh, you know this physical wellness, it holds a lot more water. Without and we doubt. talked about it kind of in a joking sense about tonight's game. Suns and Nets on, on TNT on a Thursday night. This was one of the marquee matchups on the Suns' calendar. 
And not saying that these injuries aren't legit, but you got no Devin Booker, possibly mm-hmm. no Chris Paul, no Kevin Durant. It's very hard to get a, a pre-advertised sexy matchup to actually come to fruition Man, in the NBA. Isn't that the truth? That is, and that's got to be so frustrating for the league's television partners. Oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know they built a great infrastructure with you know TNT and inside the NBA and all that stuff, and yet you can't you can't count on these regular season marquee matchups coming to fruition. No, you can't. There was a time when we speculated: Would this be? Yeah, would this be Kevin Durant playing his old team for the first time? Yeah. Now Kevin Durant isn't even playing for anybody. Yeah, but I found it refreshing that Kevin Durant's kind of you know, old school in that manner, that he agrees yeah. with what Stan Van Gundy was putting out there. Um, yesterday on Burns and Gambo, James Jones, the president of basketball operations for the Suns, gave uh, updates on a lot of injured players. Booker, Paul, campaign. No, I don't. Um, I think those guys, um, different arts, but we're probably talking weeks away. Um, but I do know um, tomorrow we have Cam back, so that's going to be big for us. But then he did clarify his stance on weeks away on one particular player, that being Chris Paul. But he's day-to-day, um, and that's the reason I say weeks away. It could be five days. It could be ten days. I, I don't really know, um, but but he's, he's in a good spot. He's, he's turning in the right direction. And Chris Paul was upgraded to questionable for tonight's game. So we'll see. Maybe he'll be on the court. Maybe he won't. Cam Johnson will be back. It'll be good. I think it'll be good psychologically for yeah. Suns fans just to see somebody coming back yeah, from an injury. That? I agree with that. Yeah, just anybody, somebody, anybody. And uh, there's another big basketball game in town tonight. Oh, listen, how about this? ASU UCLA. UCLA's won what? Thirteen, 13 games in a row. Straight games. Thirteen straight games. ASU has rebounded from that lost Arizona with four consecutive road victories. This is going to be quite something. Yeah, Devils are six and one in conference and. This is one of those opportunities, and Bobby Hurley in his tenure as ASU's coach, they've stacked up wins against top 10, top 5 teams repeatedly. I mean, the two wins over Kansas. They beat UCLA last year in triple overtime, one of the more memorable ASU basketball games uh, in recent years. If they can pull that off tonight, end that winning streak... And go to seven and one in the Pac-12. They'd be tied for first place. Going to be a new buzz about ASU basketball tomorrow. If that happens, how about not going to be easy. Uh, ASU's playing well, but UCLA is playing among the best teams uh, as one of the best teams in, in the nation. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I saw somebody say just recently that ASU at the moment they're they're right on the bubble to make the tournament. I'm like, what? I, I I think I think we're shooting a little higher than that, aren't we? Yeah, but when you look at quality of wins, the Michigan win doesn't look that great anymore. And all is, you know, th- this would be unequivocally a great win for the Sun Devils. This would boost their resume, and I think it would take them off that bubble if such a thing exists in January. It's such a big game, Vic, uh, that the broadcasters from uh, the television network that's televising it aren't even showing up in Tempe to do it. I can't believe they're still doing this. They're going to do it from a closet in L.A. Apparently. Oh, come on. Which is so lame. Maybe that can be addressed in the next Pac-12 media rights deal, which is still Required being negotiated. <laughs> negotiated. I hate that as a fan. It's so lame. And 
I go back to the ASU U of A football game. They did that too. And you wouldn't find out there was a flag on the play until after the referee was on, on camera calling out what the penalty was. Yeah. Just not, not a good trend. That's going to do it uh, for us today. Thanks to OJ McDuffie, Bob Kravitz for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning on the Friday edition. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports. It was Richard Roper.